Welcome to the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. I'm your host, Meg Ricci, and this podcast series is about demystifying hormonal issues and struggles that women are facing every day. And the title of today's episode, The Infertility Connection Between Your Microbiome and Inflammation. Did you know that out of 100 couples in the United States, 12 to 13 of them are having trouble getting pregnant? And up to 30% of these couples will be diagnosed with unexplained infertility. So in the last episode, I had Dr. Jonathan Shear on, and we took a deep dive into unexplained infertility and miscarriages and failed IVFs. He's a fertility specialist. He really tries to figure out what is keeping women from holding a pregnancy to full term or having failed IVFs or just difficulty getting pregnant. And what Jonathan discussed and he elaborated on were, was this heightened immune response, these immunological factors that were contributing to women not being able to get pregnant. And that was the presence of antibodies and inflammatory cytokines. It's an incredibly informative podcast. I highly recommend listening to it. So there's another amazing um, Specialist. He's a reproductive endocrinologist. He's out in Las Vegas, and his name is Dr. Jeffrey Schur. And according to uh, Dr. Schur, autoimmune issues can play a major role in implantation and unexplained infertility and in unexplained IVF failure. And the reason I bring this up is because I have a lot of women that have had hypothyroid issues and no one discovered that they had Hashimoto's. What is Hashimoto's? It's a presence of thyroid antibodies. So I reached out to my friend, Dr. Brittany Henderson, and she's an endocrinologist down here in Charleston. And she, I asked her, I said, how many women with hypothyroid have Hashimoto's? And she said, well, common knowledge is that one, to, uh, one out of every eight to 10 women will have the presence of thyroid antibodies. But she said in her practice, it's one out of five. So one out of five women with a hypothyroid have an autoimmune issue going on. And all the research shows that Hashimoto's with the presence of thyroid antibodies contributes to recurrent miscarriages. And so many women that I see in my office, no one does a full thyroid panel that includes thyroid uh, antibodies. So I really want to point that out. Make sure that your doc is doing a full panel. Another interesting issue, are it's called, um, and I think this is very important, it's antiphospholipid syndrome. And basically what that means is that women have this clotting factor issue that makes it difficult for them to hold a pregnancy. But what is interesting is that research is showing that there's a link between unhealthy gut bacteria and this clotting factor issue. So anytime there is a presence of antibodies, and we're going to see that again with Hashimoto's or Graves, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, maybe celiac or ulcerative colitis, any autoimmune issue is going to be triggered by inflammation. So by addressing inflammation, a woman can vastly improve her fertility because fertility is a reflection 
of a woman's overall health. So now I want to break this down further. How does gut inflammation tie into this scenario of fertility? 70 to 80 percent of your immune system is housed in your gut. The, the integrity of a healthy gut microbiome is very diverse. It encompasses over a thousand species of bacteria. The microbiome plays a vast role in defining various aspects of a woman's fertility, her hormones, her neurotransmitters, her genetic expression, and influences the microbiome of her unborn child and up to the next three generations. So our intestinal lining covers over 4,000 square feet of surface area, and it forms these tight barriers and tight junctions that controls what's being absorbed in the bloodstream. So an unhealthy gut lining may have large holes and cracks allowing partially digested foods and toxins and bacteria to run amok in the bloodstream triggering inflammation and a hypervigilant immune response, which may elicit recurrent miscarriages, implantation failure, failed IVF, and unexplained infertility. This is a reason why I wanted to record today's podcast in light of what Dr. Jonathan Shearer shared with us on the last podcast. So I felt it essential to break it down further and show how inflammation is a major player, culprit, and trigger of a lot of infertility issues and immunological issues that are contributing to why women are not having a child, not getting pregnant, the need to supposedly continue and go further into IVF. And I want to mention at this point there's always a place for IVF. I'm very thankful that it, it, that it exists. But I think it's really important for reproductive endocrinologists to start exploring inflammation, looking at the microbiome, looking at the gut. It plays a huge role in a woman's overall health. How do I know? I've been working with women for 20 years, and I've worked with women that have had a succession of failed IVFs unexplained infertility where their reproductive endocrinologist immediately want to go into IVF treatment. So I'd like to also share another part of this picture, and I keep talking about autoimmune disease because I think it's an important part of fertility with women. There are three factors that trigger autoimmune disease, like Hashimoto's or lupus or rheumatoid arthritis. There has, to, there has to be this genetic predisposition. So in my family, that is um, Graves and uh, it's uh, Hashimoto's, there is thyroid issues, psoriatic psoriasis and psoriasis. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you will develop that in your life, but you have to have that, that, that genetic predisposition there. And what triggers it and what drives it is inflammation. Modern-day stress, multitasking, working long hours, feeling overwhelmed by um, so many of us. We live in this perpetual low-grade fight-or-flight stress response that elicits elevated cortisol levels and also truly compromises our gut. 
The standard American diet is another factor. Processed refined foods that are, are high in sugar that lead to that also leading to nutrient deficiencies. The standard American diet is is void of the nutrients that that we need to thrive. Celiac is another factor. Six percent of unexplained infertility is can be linked to celiac. And then we have to look at antibiotics, oral contraceptives, NSAIDs, plastic pesticides, household cleansers, cosmetic um, cosmetics. These are endocrine disruptors. But all these things trash the gut. They compromise your gut. And the third one is about intestinal permeability. So when you have these triggers, what happens, what should be remaining in your gut is being perceived by the body as a foreign invader. So all these things are leaking out into the bloodstream and they're setting off bells and the immune system, uh, in the immune system and igniting inflammation, opening doors to autoimmune issues, immunological factors, and other chronic inflammatory conditions, including sperm antibodies and unexplained infertility issues. Sadly, again, most reproductive endocrinologists will not even look at this piece of the picture. And I cannot tell you how many times I've asked my clients to have this conversation with their RE and they just ignore it and they feel that that's not part of what is going on with them. That they actually need to do IVF. I had one client where they, who had polycystic ovarian syndrome and her hormones had, had it was amazing. She went through um, such incredible changes. She was ovulating. She no longer had cysts on her ovaries. And she said to them, I'm not getting pregnant. And they were pushing IVF on her. And her doctor had actually said, maybe we should consider drilling holes in your ovaries so that it can release follicles. <laughs> I don't even know where to continue with this. Um, so looking at intestinal permeability, looking at a leaky gut. This is such a huge part of unexplained infertility. And this is why I work with so many women who are struggling with fertility. I have women that come to see me that have had four or five IVFs, failed IVF cycles, recurrent miscarriages, unexplained fertility. And what I feel that my job is to help these women get as healthy as possible. I want to make sure that we clean up their gut because the microbiome plays such a significant role in a woman's hormones and particularly in her estrogen because impaired elimination and detoxification of estrogen can lead to a state called estrogen dominance. And I see this a lot in women that have polycystic ovarian syndrome endometriosis, heavy bleeding, passing of menstrual, of menstrual uh, clots, cramps. These are all estrogen related and they are signs of inflammation. And then when you couple that with insufficient progesterone, that balances estrogen. That also helps to promote and sustain a pregnancy. This is where women start having problems with their hormones. The best way to increase your fertility is to optimize and enhance the quality 
of your follicles, of your partner's sperm. Because over the past four decades, the sperm count in men has dropped by 50%. And plastics and phthalates and nutrient deficiencies are contributing to this picture. Also, when, we're, when I want to optimize a woman's fertility, it's, it's also optimizing hormonal balance. And that is, again, taking steps to reduce and drive down inflammation. And how do we do that? Looking at a woman's diet. I look at a woman's food journal, and it tells me a story about her hormones. You know, what a woman is eating. Is it supporting her fertility? Does she have the right nutrients that she needs to support a healthy pregnancy? And I look at or actually, what I feel is really important with women is to have a diversity of fruits and vegetables, making sure that women are eating warm foods, warm stewy soups, because a fertility diet is about nourishing a woman's blood, nourishing her uterus, nourishing her ovaries. And when you feed your baby, the first step to feeding that little one is via the amniotic fluid. So everything you eat is going to impact the immune system, the health of that baby during utero. And it's important for women to eliminate processed foods such as refined flours and sugars and vegetable oils and switching to a diet that's really rich in fiber and root vegetables, leafy greens, cruciferous vegetables. Think of the rainbow when you eat foods. Get foods, vegetables and fruits in that are purple and red and orange and green. Just don't aim out for broccoli every day. Look at asparagus and look at Brussels sprouts and look at kale. You have whole world in front of you. It's also important to incorporate really healthy, rich fats such as olive oil and avocado and coconut and lean pastured grass-fed animals and protein, cold water fish, fruits and berries. And when a woman, again, I, I can't stress this enough, it's, uh, it's really important for women to consider eating meat during this time of trying to prepare herself for having a child. Because what I see so frequently with women, and we see this in Chinese medicine, it's called blood deficiency. Again, we want to nourish the blood so that you're able to nourish your baby. And the recommendation I give to, to women is allow yourself at least four months so that during this time you can create new lifestyle choices and habits because your follicles go on a 90-day journey. So what you do during that 90 days will influence the quality of your follicles and it will also, for your partner, influence the quality of his sperm. In an ideal world, I would say to people, to couples, Think a year in advance, if possible. But if you're in the throes of IVF, if you've had difficulty in getting pregnant, I say be patient and allow yourself that three to four month window to make sure that you're getting yourself in a perfect place to hold a pregnancy. So when I'm working with women, I look at their menstrual cycle history. It tells me so much about their hormones. For example, and I see this frequently, women have been on oral contraceptives, maybe since their late teens or 20s. 
Oral contraceptives is one of the leading endocrine disruptors. And for many years, women have not been able, haven't bled during this time of being on birth control. But the other issue at hand is that it depletes the body of folate, B12, B6, zinc, magnesium, vitamin C, and E, and selenium. You need all these things to have a healthy menstrual cycle that allows you to have healthy ovulation. So I want women to take the time to make sure that anything that has been depleted, that's why this four-month period allows them to get as healthy as possible before they try to have a child. Another issue that I look at is, um, it's called the MTHFR factor. And around 50% of the population has this genetic mutation. So when women have this MTHFR gene mutation, they can't make this conversion from folic acid, which is synthetic, into methylated folate. And this can actually lead, having this mutation, to reoccurring miscarriages, depression, anxiety, impaired cognition, higher inflammation, impaired uh, fat metabolism, compromised immune system, and poor uh, detoxification, and can even compromise repair and regeneration of cells and tissues and DNA. This is so important. And I wish that we could include a methylated folate and a methylated B12 in all prenatals. And my favorite prenatal right now is called Plus One Prenatal, and it's made by Metagenics. It has methylated B12 and folate, and it just has rich amounts of choline and other nutrients that women need to during this process of getting ready to um, have a baby. So aside from your diet... I look at how you sleep. I'll look at the ways that you manage your stress. Exercise is important. Movement is important. Having downtime. Where is the joy in your life? Where is that quiet time? These are all important aspects of a woman's fertility. And I look at digestive issues. Most women I see have something going on with their gut. They have bloat or gas or constipation or diarrhea. They may have bacterial overgrowth. So I have to address these things. I may do it with digestive enzymes. I may look at ways with supplementation to clear out bacterial overgrowth that may involve taking berberine and oil of oregano. There are a lot of things that we can do to really clean the gut and make the gut optimal for supporting and holding a healthy pregnancy. So what I'd like you to take away from this podcast is that if you clean up your diet, if you create an, an amazing microbiome and drive down inflammation, you're going to increase your chances for bringing a healthy baby into this world. You can listen to a previous podcasts. I did one on infertility that talks about proper supplementation. But what I wanted to drive home, and I think so many women have difficulty in understanding this, it really is about the gut. It's really, again, I, I cannot say it enough. It's the integrity and health of your microbiome. If you'd like to work with me, reach out. 
Just go to my profile. You'll find all the contact information. You can even go to megrichichi.com. I work with women around the country. And I want to be able to help you. I want to help simplify this. I want to help demystify the, the steps that you can take to help you bring the healthiest baby in the world before you even have to consider IVF or some type of assisted reproductive treatment. And that may be part of the picture. And you may have to look at immunological factors. But I will tell you this. If you address everything that I discussed today, it's going to increase your chances for bringing a baby in no matter what way that child comes to you. So I want to thank you for listening. Please reach out. Would love to hear feedback from my listeners. And again, if you want to work with me, be delighted to be there for you. Have a beautiful day. Rock on. Enjoy. Enjoy.